You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we're going to get you caught up with two press conferences. The first with Doug Peterson's chat with the media on the day after Christmas, so that's from today, Thursday, December 26th. From the same day, you also hear from the franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz. But going back to the content of Doug's presser here for a moment, he's going to update us on the injury status of guys like Zach Ertz, who is dealing with a rib injury, and Jordan Howard, who is looking like he'll return from his mysterious shoulder injury that has kept him out since he saw his last action in Week 9 against the Chicago Bears. Dialing back on Zach Ertz for a moment, Mike Garofalo had this to say a couple days back on NFL Network regarding the possibility of Ertz playing on Sunday against the Giants. Heard Doug Peterson yesterday talk about how he was going through the full gamut of tests after he had an X-ray during the game on Sunday. And, and, and look, I mean, there's a lot that goes into this more so than just pain management. You know Zach Ertz. You know what he's going to do. He's going to tell the team, yes, I'm good. I can play. I can play through any pain that I have. My understanding is he's already trying to do that. But what are ribs? Ribs are meant to protect things that are not as solid as ribs, things that are softer, things that are more vital. So the Eagles are really going to take a hard look at this and say if he goes back out on the field based on all of the tests, all of the imaging that we have taken, is he going to put himself at further risk for more than just the bones there, for the vital organs there? So I don't have anybody ruling him out or in just yet based on the sources that I have spoken to. But I've got more people saying don't bank on him being out there on Sunday against the Giants more than people saying, yeah, he's going to play through it. So keep an eye, a close eye on this one throughout the week. On Twitter, Dr. David Chow, a.k.a. ProFootball.com, tweeted that clip saying that he would lean towards Ertz playing because, quote, A, he has already played with the ribs broken versus the Cowboys. B, Eagles short pass catchers and need to win. C, that is just who he is, unquote. He has a great point there. So hopefully Ertz can make a go of it without re-injuring himself. I'd assume he'd be on some sort of type of pitch count, perhaps making the bulk of his contributions and snaps on third down and the red zone, which is where he's made his biggest impact for the Eagles. Breaking down that impact, looking at just third downs, Ertz ranks fourth among tight ends with 29 targets. He sold in 18 of those for 198 yards, two touchdowns, and 15 first downs. Those numbers, of course, the highest on the Eagles in every category. In the red zone, among the league's wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs, Ertz is tied for 11th in red zone targets with 16, and he has grabbed eight of those with five touchdowns. Since joining the league in 2013, Zach Hertz has been the most productive wide receiver or tight end in the air against the New York Giants. Since 2013, 93 targets, that's first. 70 receptions, that's first. 807 yards, that's also first. 
seven touchdowns. That's second only to Jason Witten, who has 10, by the way, and then 39 first downs, which is first. So obviously the hope is that he can go in some capacity and continue to be a giant killer. Moving on to some roster moves. These all happened on Christmas Eve as Ronald Darby was placed on IR, the cornerback. Running back, Jay Ajayi was waived. Tight end Richard Rodgers was re-signed. Wide receiver Deontay Burnett was promoted from the practice squad. And I swear I'm not making this name up, but River Crocraft, who was a wide receiver, was signed to the practice squad. And some quick programming notes here before we continue here. Tomorrow, you're going to get a jam-packed lineup with a new BGN radio from Jimmy Kemsky and Brandon Lee Gowton. May he forever reign. Also, a new Kiston Solak that will look briefly back at the Dallas game before hitting up a preview of the all-important upcoming showdown with the Giants. You'll also be getting a new Babes on Broad with the awesome and amazing pairing of Sam Wilson and Jessica Town. And keep an eye out for a new QB Sco show, which will likely be dropping on Saturday morning. So apologize for the wonky week in terms of scheduling. Holidays are always a fun stretch to get through, but I hope you had a Merry Christmas. And now that we're mostly through all of those things, it should get back to normal. And hopefully next week we'll be previewing a playoff game very soon, which is where we really bring the A game. All right, enough house cleaning. Doug Peterson's chat with the media on Thursday is coming up next. Then we'll take a quick break and get you to Carson Wentz as he was at the podium. Morning, morning. Early, huh? To be on time when time's involved. That's what they say. That's what my coach told me. What's up with uh, Zach Ertz? Uh, anything new? Nothing new. Um, rib injury. Uh, he is progressing, getting better, so we'll keep monitoring him each day. But, uh, um, you know, he won't practice today. What's the approach with Jordan Howard? What's the approach? The approach is to continue to monitor him and, you know, keep keep him coming uh, from the standpoint of getting him back into the offense. I think mentally and, and physically, uh, you know, we gotta we gotta make sure that he's in in game ready shape first of all. So there's some conditioning that has to go involved with that. But yeah, the biggest thing is just getting him caught up uh, from a mental standpoint. He had a pretty significant role, obviously, before the injury. Miles has been playing well recently. How do you navigate that? I, you know what? I honestly don't think much has to change. I think Jordan is a is a piece to the puzzle. Um, I think he can uh, um, obviously add depth. You know, um, but uh, Miles is Miles has been sort of the hot hand here lately, and, and we want to continue that going. What is that? Is this like a pain tolerance thing, or or does he have to be cleared to play? Well, you got to be cleared. Um, I mean, I had one of these one time, and and you know they're not they're they're discomfort. I mean, it's it's not fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to make sure that he's he's ready before we put him back out there. Has Jordan been cleared for contact, Jordan? So not yet. So uh, we're going to continue to monitor him today. He'll, he'll be reassessed by our doctors this afternoon. And so the hope is that he gets he gets cleared maybe this afternoon. Just curious, uh, refocusing or, or a greater deal of focus since you had a padded practice for the last Giants game, a couple of guys in the locker room said that that kind of got their attention and, you know, helped them sort of uh, refocus. Have, have you seen that? I, you know, I, I think so. I, I think too, not only that, but I think uh, just the the circumstances that, that that we've been faced with here in the last month um, of, of our season and, and what we're playing for and what we're fighting for, and um, so I, I think there's been a sense of urgency. Uh, it's it's picked up. Uh, maybe maybe it has stemmed from that week, but I, I think what the guys are are seeing and understanding is how they're playing together as a football team right now and uh, coming together that way and uh, playing. You know playing our best football of the season, obviously, at this time. Doug, when it comes to uh, Miles. Have you seen this sort of thing in the past since you've been here? Have you, have you seen a reaction like this? or? A... 
I would go back to my first year, even though we didn't make the postseason. You know, we played the Giants and the Cowboys our last two regular season games and, and uh, coming off of a couple of losses right there. And, and you know, you saw the team kind of hang together and stick together. And we actually, you know, we won those two games and, and uh, it kind of carried us into the 17 season. And, and, you know, in the football, you, you kind of go through these spurts a little bit during the course of the season. Obviously, where we at this year, where we are this year, um, I think, I think is probably the the most important that I've seen in four years. You know, from this football team and how well they've they've responded. You know, here down the stretch. Doug, uh, injuries are part of football, and every team deals with them. Uh, but do you feel like you've been snake bitten the last two years by them? Oh, I don't know. Um, you're right. It is a part of the game. It's going to happen. Uh, I mean, it's you, you're not going to go. Th- you're, you're not going to go a whole football season, obviously, without them. But I, I wouldn't consider it snake bit. Um, it's unfortunate, maybe, but it's just part of the game. When it comes to Ron's <laughs> development as a receiver, what have you seen uh, behind the scenes that has, has led to what? Yeah, we're seeing on the field. Um, <clears throat> I, I see his attention to detail in the classroom, you know, paying attention, taking notes. Deuce does a great job of preparing him in the classroom, what he's been able to do through our walkthroughs and then through our practices and taking that, you know, from the classroom right there out to the field. And he's he's constantly um, wanting to get better and wanting to learn and the detail part of, of route running. And um He's done a great job of just paying attention to those little things, you know, just like he is as a runner. And uh, he's made himself into uh, an, an explosive back, uh, you know, because of that. What, is that. what would you have to see between now and Sunday for him to play? What, what has to happen? Well, obviously he has to, you know, he has to feel, feel good, feel right. I mean, you know, um, you, you'd probably try to anticipate maybe, you know, banging him around a little bit and just seeing the, the, the discomfort there if there's any and and at the same time you know again trying to just make sure that you know if things go according to what we hope is our plan then then he would possibly be you know ready for next week there were three uh, receivers on the practice squad why Deontay Burnett why does he get the bump um <clears throat> you know he's the one that's that's actually had some game experience um and and you know, just just uh, we we obviously, you know, feel comfortable with him and, and the the, the skill set that he brings and, and the position that we kind of need, you know, uh, at, at this time and and um, you know he's a he's not a real big guy but he's quick and elusive. He got good hands, strong to the ball, smart and understands. You know, only been here a short period of time but understands his role and, and what we're trying to get done with him. Well, you mentioned uh, Jordan uh, is obviously getting closer. If everything goes well and he's back in the mix, has, has Boston Scott done enough to still be involved? And in oh yeah, yeah, Boston Scott's done enough to stay involved. I think I think you still go in with you know Miles and Boston. I think again it goes back to Jordan just just kind of getting getting caught up and, and I think more so physically getting back to game you know game shape. How's Wayne doing? Does he have a good. chance to play? He's doing good. Oh, does he have a chance to play? Uh, he's uh, he's trending in the right direction. He's actually uh, feeling better, doing well. We'll see today. Um, we'll, we'll have him out there, and just uh, he won't practice, but uh, he'll do the walkthrough stuff and uh, see see where he is at the end of the day. And hopefully, you know, got a couple of days here and see see where he's at the end of the week. With the uncertainty of Zach, you brought Richard Rogers back. What is he? Obviously, knows the offense. Would you be comfortable with that kind of veteran guy being? 
put in the mix. Yes. Anything extra on <laughs> he, uh, he, you know, he, he's in great shape. Uh, he's been working out. He feels good. Um, his recall of our of our offense and terminology has been really good this week. We had the you know the Tuesday uh, you know get together there with the team and um, yeah, his recall was was really good. Um, been studying the last couple of days, so I have no no hesitation of putting. It'd be a limited capacity, but but uh, no hesitation if if need be um, to put him in the game. How's Big V done? How's Big V done in place of Blaine the last two weeks? He's done really well. He has done really well. He's he's really kind of settled into that role um, at the right tackle spot. The, the more reps he takes, you know, it, because he's isolated in one spot now, you know, he can focus in on one spot, and, and it's really helped him as opposed to getting reps on both sides and, and kind of bouncing back and forth. But, yeah, he's, he's done a really nice job the last couple of weeks, and, um, you know, it, it's – it's been good to have him as a as a backup, you know, situational role player for us. You, you guys have promoted eleven practice squad guys this year. Um, really? I think I think it's uh, ten or eleven. With, with those guys, what's that? You don't want to know. <laughs> Should have checked with him. Should have checked. He knows. Um, how much how much do you keep an eye on those guys in practice, and and what do they do to kind of? jump at you and, and give you a sense that uh, you and the coaches and how he has sense that they might be ready to contribute. I think the first thing that, that, that I look at, I, I think is our developmental program that we spend time on Wednesdays and Fridays after practice with these guys and, and uh, you know, the, the assistant coaches preparing them not only through that drill work, but also during the week. And, and these guys have, they've actually had to take reps with the offense and the defense and on special teams whether they're promoted or not, because just the way our, our injury situation has played out. So, you know, it does make it a little bit easier to promote a guy, you know, because he's, he's been working, you know, working with our, with our guys. So, you know, uh, credit Howie and his staff. They, they're always out there looking and finding guys that can come in. And if we do promote a guy to, you know, like we did with river, we brought river in to, to, to take Burnett's spot, you know, so we're constantly looking uh, to develop the practice squad players for for these opportunities. Considering what's at what's at stake, um, the proximity of North Jersey and the Giants' record, what type of contingent of fans are you expecting and hoping for on Sunday? I mean, we we would hope for a you know a, a really good crowd, Eagle you know Eagle Nation to 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 you know uh, make the the drive up and and be a part of this football game. It's you know it's exciting for us because what what we're playing for, obviously and. Um, it's always exciting to play in front of our fans, but even on the road, when when uh, our guys feel, you know, um, our our fans in the stadium, it just energizes them, you know, and gives them gives them a little more juice, you know, to, to play. So um, I would expect that, you know, uh, Sunday. Um, but again, we have to be prepared for for anything. Uh, your messaging changed this week. Now that you guys are are the front runners, you've you've, you've been the underdogs, you know, playing catching up to the. Cowboys. Um, no, my message. Yeah, my message does not change. Um, it's it's go about our business the way we've been we've been going about our business, and it's a, it's a one and zero mentality uh, each week. Um, you know, it's how we prepare during the week, and 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 really staying humble through the whole thing, and uh, understanding what got us here, uh, how we got here, 
and and what has uh, what has transpired in the last couple of weeks. And we just got to continue to to get better and uh, you know hang tough, uh, battle, and uh, you know find ways to win. The Giants have put up thirty six and forty one points over the last two weeks. What's standing out about about what they're doing? Well, offensively, obviously they're they're efficient. You know, they did the thirty six with Eli and and, and Daniel last week and. Um, you know, Saquon looks to be healthy and, and playing good and, and, you know, so they're, they're clicking, they got some weapons on offense and, and, um, you know, they're, they're clicking over there defensively. It's a, it's the same group of guys we faced a couple of weeks ago and, you know, minus Janoris, but, um, it's a good young secondary, uh, it's big physical defensive front, um, good against the run. And it's, it's a good test force, um, challenge, both sides of the ball and on special teams. And, it, you know, um, I would say right now the way they're playing is not in, an indication of their record. They're playing a lot better than that, and and um, it's a good test for us going, uh, you know, going into Week 17. On Monday, were you able to get away from football yesterday, or did you? Or were you sort of thinking about game plan stuff? No, we were still – the coaches were in here yesterday afternoon, still focused on the game plan and, and preparing for today and the rest of the week. And, uh, it's hard. It's hard to you know to separate right now because you're right in the right in the mix. But um, it was good to take some time though with our families and 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 you know spend Christmas with them. On Monday, you said Rasul's the first one up at corner in in, in Darby spot. There are a few options there. Why Rasul as as the guy? Well, I mean, I think I think he's number one. He's the one that's had the most reps and the most time there. We know Sydney. Sydney's filled in well. You know, obviously Avante Maddox is another one that we could possibly work in that rotation. And and um, you know, so it's just he he's he's had the most time. You know, and, and he's and he's when he's been in there, he's uh, he, he's been productive and and uh, um, it, it fits our scheme. But we do have some options. You know, uh, moving forward. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Santa hunts ducks. Carson, that first game, um, obviously against the Giants, uh, you guys struggled offensively in the first half, but really started clicking in the second half, especially down the stretch. What did you learn from the film of that game, maybe with that defense, anything? Yeah, um, honestly, it just came down to execution early. Uh, we, it was lacking. You know, we, we left some plays out there. They made some good plays, and, um, you know, guys, you know, we started playing together and, and um, executing our stuff better that second half and uh, kind of found a rhythm there. So, uh, you know, we feel good. We got, you know, confidence going into this game with uh, what we're going to do offensively. Carson, it's easy to skip ahead thinking, you know, if you 
win this game, you guys are in the playoffs. It can be easy to just skip ahead to the playoffs. How do you try to stay in the moment, the, the mentality you have to adopt there? Yeah, well, we have to win this one. You know, it's just like the last few weeks. You know, I think everyone knows that. Um, you know, obviously we've had uh, a couple emotional wins um, the last few weeks. And, um, you know, as, as leaders and coaches as well, have done a great job of just making sure guys are still bought into this, in the here and now, and not dwelling on the past, not looking ahead either, um, and just going out to work. You know, we got our work cut out for us against a good opponent on the road. Um, and obviously, if we win, we're in. So we know what's at stake. After the game, you were pretty tough on yourself about Zach's injury. How do you kind of reconcile that, though? You're trying to make a play. He's trying to make a play. How do you, yeah. in your own mind? I mean, any time that happens, I, I feel bad. You know, not just because uh, he's a friend, but just uh, any teammate. You know, you, you put a ball a little high, you get him hit. Um, you know, that stuff happens. Unfortunately, um, it led to an injury there with him. But uh, but we're, we're all good. Um, but I, I, it does. I, I do feel bad when that stuff happens. But at the same time, that's football. If he can't play or if he's limited, how much does that change what you do? Yeah, I mean, it. You know, we'll we'll have to see. Obviously, first of all, um, we'll see how he progresses. But regardless of who's out there, I mean, you've seen the last few weeks. Um, you know, Dallas has stepped up. You know, um, Josh Perkins has stepped up. So with the guys that are ready to go, they'll be ready to go. You know, and for us, it's um, next man up. That's been the same mentality all year. So uh, whatever it looks like, we're, we're confident in who we have out there. What makes the, what's made the green screen game so effective for you guys over the last month? Um. I'd say, A, we have a really good old line. Uh, that, that's really good at getting out in space and, and you know, creating some holes out there. And our, our backs do a tremendous job. You know, I think um, between Boston and um, Miles and, you know, when we screen to Dallas, I mean, those guys are as good as anybody out in space and hard to bring down. So that combination has been really good. And just the, the design of the, the screens has um, really benefited us as well. Carson, uh, Deontay Burnett will be, I think, the fifth. Or the fourth wide receiver that you throw in Boston there coming up from the practice squad. What's the process like for you with those guys? Because you're not getting reps, I guess, until they're up on the 53 in most cases. Yeah. What's it like kind of getting to work with them? Yeah, just talk to him as much as I can. You know, when I find out the news, just talk to him about, you know, the plays and how he's, how we're seeing things and, um, you know, get as many reps as we can out of practice. Obviously, it's late in the season and, you know, we're not trying to overexert ourselves either. But I'm um, just talking through it, you know, watching the tape of him at, in other places as well and him and on the practice squad the last few weeks and um, just getting as much work as we can. How much has Miles Sanders helped this offense over these last few weeks? Tremendously. Um, you know, Miles has been a big part of, like you said, the last few weeks, but this entire year. You know, he's been a big play guy for us um, over and over and over. And whether it's in the screen game, down the field passing game, or just running the ball, um, he's extremely dynamic out of the backfield. And, you know, he's been a huge part of our offense all season. Carson, not running backs. They both have caught a lot of passes. Is it almost tough to say to rank which guy has the better hands? I mean, the way they're catching the ball. Uh, yeah, it is, it is tough because they, they both do such a, a great job. You know, Boston and, and Miles, you know, we ask a lot of them. Um, you'll see them out in empty sets or just out of the backfield doing a lot of different things. And um, they both catch catch the ball extremely well and are able to, to um, catch and run, you know, and not just um, – yeah. So they, they do a really good job, and it's hard to say um, that they do a good job. You seem to be playing last week with a little bit more fearlessness, a couple of keepers. Uh, I mean, is it just – because the stakes are high now and, and there's I mean, there's no yeah, for you could say that. I mean, you could say that. I mean, obviously, I still want to protect myself whenever I can, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, you could say it's 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 like a playoff atmosphere. It's winter to go home right now. So, um, but like I said, I still got to find a way to protect myself when I can. Going back to the question Dave asked you about, you know, whether you have Zach Ertz or not. I mean, he's obviously a guy you rely on probably more than any other receiver and everything. I mean, 
with what Dallas did last week, I mean, is it still going to be hard, like, if Zach can't, you know, Zach can't play to replace his production? Like yeah. I mean, I don't like to play the what-if game. You know, what will he be out here? You know, I try not to, you know, have those thoughts and play that game, and, and it's just react. You know, who's ever out there? It's the ball's going to find him. You know, it's going to come the way we're going to have confidence in whoever it is. And um, you've seen it really all year. Any any week, it could be somebody different that's stepping up and making plays or uh, leading in receptions or whatever it is. So uh, whoever that is, you know, I'm confident in who it'll be, and, and we'll get it done. Last time you played these guys, particularly in overtime, Zach's running free in the end zone there uh, for that touchdown. And everybody's saying, well, Abby's not covered. Zach. I mean, obviously, they wanted to. They just didn't. There was a lack. How much of that was what you guys were doing, whether game planned or adjustments midstream? kind of create that chaos. Yeah, uh, that was all, you know, game plan stuff. Um, Coach is doing a good job of scheming the, the red zone plays there and um, some different things just to, to create some confusion a little bit and get them open. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can keep keep doing some of those things down there. I know you're very much a, a team guy, but considering what you've gone through the past two seasons, what would winning Sunday, capturing the division, playing 16 games and going to the playoffs mean to you? Yeah, I was just actually asked, you know, how I'm feeling. And it was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful. You know, obviously, last like you said, the last two years I've been out at this point, and so um, to feel the way I do, to still be out here with with the guys at Week 17, uh, it, it's a blessing. Something I don't take for granted, and I'm excited to to go. Hopefully, get one more. Notwithstanding the second half that the Giants played against you, they really put three good games together when you look at them on film, Carson. What specifically do you see from them on the football field? Yeah, it's a good defense. It's a good defense. Um, you know, really good front. Um, they they mix it up really well. You know, obviously on the back end they have a lot of young guys, um, but they they want to mix up coverages, mix up blitzes, try and confuse you. Um, it's a good defense. You know, I I wouldn't look at their record at all. I'd look at you know the film and say, hey, it's a good defense, and we got a work cut out for us. What's going on behind the scenes that's led to the production and the pass game between you and Miles? Um. You know, ever since Miles even came in, um, you saw the, the dynamic playmaker that he was just in practice, and you could see his explosiveness. And um, just trying to, to work on, you know, routes and just different things after practice or whatever it is and, and talking through things. And um, obviously he's a rookie, so we're still building with him kind of every week. But, um, yeah, it's been extremely beneficial, um, the, the time that we put in together, whether it's on the field or off the field, just talking through things. And um, the kid's a baller. The kid's a baller, and we got to keep finding ways to get it in his hand. How early in training camp or even OTAs did you kind of sense that even though he hadn't caught a lot of passes in college that he was going to be a formidable receiver? Yeah, I would say early training camp. You know, you saw, saw him do a couple things and you're like, okay, this is a, a guy that we can continue to work with. And obviously, um, like you said, he didn't do a lot of it in college. So it's something that it's it's all still kind of new. Um, so we're still just working little little by little with him. But um, it's exciting for him. What was it like lining up wide on that uh, third board? Well, no one to cover me, so uh, thought he should have threw me a go ball. But um, no, it was you know it was something different. You know, give him something different, and um, you know it was a good efficient run that you know almost almost got out of there for a bigger one. It was cool. Carson, when you're moving more out of the pocket, it seems like the more you're on the move, the more success you've had. Is that a product of being healthy and also really a bit of a change in the game plan that you're able to do more of that? Um, I wouldn't say it's because of the health. I'd just say it's um, the, the game plan, you know, the game plan. And, and combine that with whether it's obviously designed, you know, movement plays that the coaches do a great job of um, putting together the game plan or it's improvised. You know, I think guys uh, do a really good job of reacting, you know, when when, I, when the play does break down and I do scramble. Um, and that's just a credit to our guys just talking through things and, and getting the work and practice uh, for when a play does break down, what we're expecting out of everybody. In talking to us about screens, Goddard was, was mentioning – 
the work you do and, and showing the defense the ball there. What's what's your kind of role in, in selling the screen? Yeah, I mean, again, it all depends on the play um, and how we design things. And, and I think that's coach doing a good job of uh, trying to make everything look the same, our run game, play action, screens, all of that. Um, and so I just I just do it, what I'm told, you know, do what I'm taught. And, you know, whether that's play fake or selling, whatever it is, um, do the best of my ability and, and get it to those guys. In talking to some of the younger receivers, uh, they said that when they talked to you about um, the routes and how, uh, not how you want them wrong, just how, in terms of the chemistry between the two of you and knowing the communication part, why are you more open to listen to them as opposed to saying, okay, this is how I want it wrong because this is the way it's typically going to run for me? Yeah, I think, you know, that's just something, um, you know, guys that once you get to this level, um, you've been doing something for a long time a certain way, you know, and then you get here for a reason. And so, uh, you know, when we, when we have new guys in, I want to learn, okay, what do they do best? You know, what, how do they run a route? Um, and what do they do that's most effective? And so that I can understand how they're going to get open. I don't want to tell them how to get open. They, that, that's their job. That's what they're paid for. And so um, just having those conversations and, and working through it, you know, whether it's after practice um, or watching it on film, I think those conversations go a long way. What part of, of, of the way Jason Peters is playing or his season do you appreciate that kind of someone on watching at, at home does not? Yeah, um, I just love his leadership. I love his personality and, and how bad he wants it. Um, you know, he's, he's a great guy to have in the huddle, great guy to have, you know, protecting your blind side. Um, but he's been doing it for such a long time that I think people take it for granted, you know, take it for granted how good he's been and how good he is right now, still playing at a high level. Um, and, and he's an awesome teammate, and I can't say enough good things about him. Speaking of leadership, um, do you feel like these last three or four weeks have kind of tested like how far you've grown as a leader compared to you know previously in your career i wouldn't necessarily say so i mean obviously we've known the situations i think it's just um leadership comes out you know different ways um in those tough games and those situations like that and um you know just trying to make sure everyone's on the same page going forward moving forward um especially when we have a lot of young guys that are you know kind of new and new faces jumping in here and there um whether it's me or kelsey or jason peter whoever it is um that's that's zach Ertz, that's owning that leadership role guys have done a great job of it thank you guys G and